Thanks for tuning in to the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Before we delve into today's article, I want to mention a couple of things I offer outside of my articles themselves. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out the Nicola newsletter, which includes two or three of my own articles and a number of other published pieces I've discovered from the previous week. My subscribers love the variety of content, which, for the most part, centers on faith, fitness, and fortitude in this increasingly crazy world. Of course, the Nicola newsletter is free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. How the unvaccinated will help uncover the truth. The truth only matters if you can prove it. And even then, we've seen it doesn't matter if the right people are in power. But regardless of what the president or mainstream media say, the truth about the vaccines gets revealed when someone we know gets harmed by them. For many, vaccine injury seems like a conspiracy theory until it hits home. And with the COVID vaccines, they're hitting home unlike any other vaccine in history. To avoid admitting this reality, our politicians, both Trump and Biden alike, and the media gaslight the public acting as though there's no public health threat from the vaccines and continuing to vilify the unvaccinated. Many say we're just beginning to see what the vaccines could do to us. Something like myocarditis, one of the most common severe adverse events, takes time to kill people. At three to five years, it has a 56 to 83% survival rate. That means, at best, 17% of people who develop it will be dead five years later. Instead of facing this head-on, we're told that the condition is extremely rare and people will recover quickly. Yet, that contradicts the scientific evidence. The point is, many are hell-bent on hiding the truth and canceling the truth-tellers. Given enough time, the truth will be hard to find unless the unvaccinated remain committed to their choice, even in the face of social and political pressure. The unvaccinated may eventually become the only source of truth when it comes to the health effects of the vaccines. The control group's role in scientific evidence. Random controlled trials form the basis of scientific evidence that supports or denies the health benefits of a given treatment. Researchers use RCTs to study drug treatments, diets, supplements, exercise protocols, psychological counseling methodologies, and numerous other methods to improve human health, fitness, or performance. RCTs require a minimum of two groups. One, the treatment group, the study participants who get the treatment, and two, the control group, the study participants who either get a placebo when it's appropriate, such as with a drug or supplement, or who carry on their life like normal without the treatment. In the COVID vaccine clinical trials, the treatment group got injected with the vaccines, and the control group, also known as the placebo group, got injected with saline. Being that mRNA vaccine technology has never been used in humans before, it's crucial to be able to identify long-term safety issues. Logically, you do so by keeping the control group the control group for years, if not decades to come. That would be the only way to use clinical trial data to identify the long-term safety of the vaccines. 
On the other hand, if you wanted to avoid the responsibility of long-term safety issues, you'd eliminate the control group early on in your research. That's just what Pfizer and Moderna did. After six months, which was around the time the companies received emergency use authorization approval, they notified the control group participants that they'd received the placebo and offered them the real vaccines. The majority happily accepted the offer. This choice by the vaccine makers eliminated their ability to measure long-term safety data. The decision by the vaccine companies was almost unheard of in scientific research. Of course, they spun their decision as ethically justified, suggesting that the vaccine was so effective that it would be ethically wrong to not offer it to the placebo group. In reality, the vaccines are nowhere near as effective at controlling COVID as we were told, and they do pose a serious risk for both healthy and unhealthy people, even in the short term. We've yet to find out what they'll do in the long term. Stephanie Seneff, co-author of the peer-reviewed paper, Worse Than the Disease, reviewing some possible unintended consequences of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19, recently wrote, quote, such unprecedented vaccines, the mRNA COVID vaccines, normally take 12 years to develop with only a 2% success rate, but these vaccines were developed and brought to market in less than a year. As a consequence, we have no direct knowledge of any effects that the vaccines might have on our health over the long term. However, knowledge about how these vaccines work, how the immune system works, and how neurodegenerative diseases come about can be brought to bear on the problem in order to predict potential devastating future consequences of the vaccines. Stephanie Seneff, SARS-CoV-2 Vaccines and Neurodegenerative Disease. That sums up well the effects of the vaccines we're starting to see and underscores the value of being able to compare the health status of those who got the vaccine against those who didn't in the years to come. Evidence of the vaccine's health risks. From early on, it was clear that the vaccines increased the risks of multiple health problems. While it's true that most people, at least at this point, don't display any major negative effects, it's also true that almost no one dies because of COVID-19, statistically speaking. But in case you've forgotten, or you get your information from CNN or MSNBC, here are some of the most common and serious health problems people experience following vaccination. One, blood clots. Two, myocarditis. Three, VIPIT. I have an article on that, so you can look that up if you're more curious about what that one is. Four, thrombosis. Five, thrombocytopenia syndrome, or TTS. Six, capillary leak syndrome. Seven, anaphylaxis. Eight, miscarriage or premature birth. Nine, Bell's palsy. Ten, Guillain-Barre syndrome. And 11, arrhythmia. As of December 31st, 2021, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, reported the following due to the COVID vaccines. 1,229 adverse events, of which 162,506 were serious adverse events, 709,084 adverse events in the United States, 21,002 deaths, 
9,623 deaths in the U.S. Of the deaths, 20% occurred within 24 hours of vaccination. Keep in mind that only 1% to 10% of adverse events ever get reported to VAERS. An analysis of available data by Steve Kirsch suggests the death total as of December 24th, 2021, was closer to 150,000. That analysis suggests that at most, the vaccines have saved 10,000 lives. 150,000 dead to possibly save 10,000. We also know that there's almost zero risk of death from COVID-19 infections for those who are healthy. Most deaths occur with people who have four or more pre-existing conditions. That's the same thing with the number of people in hospitals. They aren't there because of COVID-19. They're in the hospital for other reasons that happen and happen to test positive for COVID-19 while they're there. Even Dr. Fauci has admitted to this. But the vaccinated deaths? They're happening in people of all ages and health statuses, even high-performance athletes. Beyond adverse events reporting, cases and deaths, the COVID vaccine trials made headlines early on, which suggested they provided almost miraculous protection against SARS-CoV-2. Wasn't it about 90% effective? It got people in lines for the jab like they were waiting to get in the doors of an Elton John concert. And then, the vaccines weren't so effective. It turned out that after six months, they offered little to no protection. Enter the booster. And another booster. And then... And then it turns out that as vaccination rates increase, so do the rates of infection and all-cause mortality. Oops. For example, a just-published study of 145 countries found a dramatic increase in viral, viral transmission and death following the introduction of the vaccines. In the United States, cases rose 38% and deaths rose 31% with the rollout of the vaccines. That's not the only study to show this trend. Multiple other studies show the same trends. And still, the government says this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. As Kyle A. Biotti states in his mind-blowing analysis, Worldwide Bayesian Causal Impact Analysis of Vaccine Administration on Deaths and Cases Associated with COVID-19, a big data analysis of 145 countries, by the way, I link to that in the digital version of this. It's well worth reading the whole article or the whole paper. But I'm going to quote just a part of it. Quote, The statistically significant and overwhelmingly positive causal impact after vaccine deployment on the dependent variables total deaths and total cases per million should be highly worrisome for policymakers. They indicate a marked increase in both COVID-19-related cases and death due directly to a vaccine deployment that was originally sold to the public as the key to get back our freedoms. The effect of vaccines on total cases per million and its low positive association with total vaccinations per hundred signifies a limited impact of vaccines on lowering COVID-19 associated cases. These results should encourage local policymakers to make policy decisions based on data, not narrative, and based on local conditions, not global or national mandates. 
These results should also encourage policymakers to begin looking for other avenues out of the pandemic, aside from mass vaccination campaigns. Kyle A. Biotti. He goes on to say, quote, Obviously, the results here will be shocking to many who have perhaps been paying more attention to official government or media narrative rather than on the ground data and evidence. However, for those who have been paying attention to the pleas, warnings, and publicly voiced frustrations of many of the brightest and bravest minds in the scientific, medical, and investigative community, or have been studying the raw data themselves, these results likely come as no surprise. Kyle A. Biotti. It's abundantly clear that the vaccines have caused a rapid rise in health problems, even in healthy people and children who have almost zero significant risk from COVID infections. The evidence also suggests that vaccines accelerate the spread of COVID and cause a major increase in all-cause mortality. Still, many supposed experts continue to push the experimental drugs and ignore the risks. The average person watching the news doesn't know any different, so they go along with what the talking heads tell them. There's only one way these health problems can be hidden forever. Vaccinate everyone. The role the unvaccinated could play in the future. Stephanie Seneff summarized her article I referenced above with the following, quote, There are many reasons to be wary of the COVID-19 vaccines which have been rushed to market with grossly inadequate evaluation and aggressively promoted to an uninformed public with the potential for huge, irreversible, negative consequences. One potential consequence is to exhaust the finite supply of progenitor B cells in the bone marrow early in life, causing an inability to mount new antibodies to infectious agents. An even more worrisome possibility is that these vaccines both the mRNA vaccines and the DNA vector vaccines may be a pathway to crippling disease sometime in the future. Through the prion-like action of the spike protein, we will likely see an alarming increase in several major neurodegenerative diseases, including Parkinson's disease, CKD, ALS, and Alzheimer's, and these diseases will show up with increasingly prevalence, increasing prevalence among younger and younger populations in years to come. Unfortunately, we won't know whether the vaccines caused this increase because there will be, usually be a long time separation between the vaccination event and the disease diagnosis. Very convenient for the vaccine manufacturers who stand to make huge profits off of our misfortunes, both from the sale of the vaccines themselves and the large medical cost of treating all these debilitating diseases. Stephanie Seneff, SARS-CoV-2 Vaccines and Neurodegenerative Disease. It's true that with such a long timeline between vaccination and the emergence of such destructive diseases, the vaccine companies will claim you can't say they caused the diseases. Yet, if the only difference between those who opted into the vaccine and those who opted out is the vaccine itself, you'll be able to compare the occurrence of these diseases in one group to another. In essence, the unvaccinated will become the control group for scientific evidence. With such a large percentage of the population refusing to get jabbed, they create enough statistical power to confidently 
show whether people who got the vaccine fare better or worse, long term. It's little wonder that the unvaccinated pose a threat, not to people's health, but to government and pharmaceutical power. President Biden has repeatedly told Americans that the vaccines save lives, that the unvaccinated cannot get COVID, and that hospitals are overrun with unvaccinated COVID patients. Many know these are lies, but the mainstream media overlooks the lies and ignores the truth. What happens when the lies can no longer be overlooked and the truth can no longer be ignored? We'll only find out if the control group refuses to be controlled. And when the truth comes out, I can't imagine how people will feel knowing that they and their family members were duped into the jab. Especially so for those with family members who develop some of the diseases the real experts have been warning us about. Thanks again for listening. If you like this content, please leave a rating on the podcast platform you're using and pass it along to others who'd find it helpful. And if you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the Nicola newsletter, where I share a lot of other content you won't find on my site or podcast. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Keep growing your faith, improving your fitness, and building fortitude.